Well, I'm Tim Rollins, and I'm a native Mainer, and many generations of Mainers, and originally from Burnham and then Pittsfield, Maine. And uh, I just want to tell you how I became an artist. Because, you know, in the old days, in Maine, often uh, art was suspect. Because I come from a Baptist Pentecostal background. Even the churches are pretty plain looking, if you know what I'm talking about. And if you can eat it or drink it or smoke it or sleep with it, it wasn't worth having. And so for me to be a kid and to be in the art was um, a little bit unusual. And then it became kind of obvious that I really had to make my way uh, through the University of Maine at Augusta to New York City to study at the School of Visual Arts. And what was essential is that I, I fell in love with the idea of education as a medium. So it's not just like being a painters use paint. Printmakers use printmaking. Sculptors do materials. But I love the idea of education as a medium. And that's how I got involved in, uh, with KOS. I was recruited by a dynamic Puerto Rican-American uh, principal named George Gallego. And he saw me in action. He goes, we, I'll be honest, I, let me use my language. He said, we want to get this crazy white hillbilly boy <laughs> to be with our kids in what was the most toughest ghetto in America, without a doubt. In the Bronx at that time, it was on fire, <clears throat> literally on fire. The buildings were on fire, but it was on fire culturally. So the way everyone dressed, right? That's all you had if you had your body. That's about what you had. So you got whatever you hooked up and the fashion and the spoken word and you know, rock steady crew and, and, the, and, and the, the parties, Africa Bombada and Zulu Nation, everybody was there. So the whole area was culturally on fire. So that's why we started what we call the Art and Knowledge Workshop. And that was the incubus for uh, KOS. And when I first met Angel and, I, and, and the other young students, I said, you know what? I, I'm not a do-gooder. I'm not a missionary, but I'm on a mission. And I said, listen, the reason I'm doing this is that I, I, I know we're going to make art. And this is going to be great. And yet, to be honest, I risked my life coming here up on the subway every day, all right? But I know we're going to make history. I feel it. I feel it. I was definitely an art kid, most definitely. Um, it's funny. I actually avoided going to IS-52, Intermediate School 52, where Tim taught for two years. It's the school that was in my zone, it's only three blocks away from, from my apartment building. Uh, and for fourth and fifth grade, actually in sixth grade, 
I took two buses to get to Ever, the Evergreen School that was you know, on Soundview is where it was. I can't believe my parents actually let me do that at 9, 10 years old in the Bronx at that time. But they did because I really wanted to. I, I just I needed to avoid going. To, I just did not want to go. It had a terrible, terrible reputation. And, uh, you know, the, that three-block walk was treacherous. I mean, littered with drug dealers, gangs, and all kinds of really, really bad things. And so when I got to seventh grade, I had no choice. I had to go to 52. And I remember that first day, I walk in, and it's your stereotypical um, school situation. Paper in the hallways, you know, people being rowdy. Uh, but as we approached, as my class approached room 318, there was this collective hush. And I remember thinking, okay, so what exactly is going on? You know, it wasn't until years later, I knew what we were doing then was really special, especially because every single day, Tim would tell us, we're making history, literally every single day. And, you know, as an 11, 12-year-old, you're thinking, oh, wow, that sounds great. You're, you're crazy, but that sounds great. But the thing is, is that what, and what happened is there was, there was a certain expectation that you had. There, you know, there was no condescension from Tim. There was no patting on the head like, oh, any little thing you do is so great. No, Tim would tell, he would let us know, you can do, you can do better. You can do better than this. Or, wow, that's really fantastic when it, when we mattered, you know. And so it, because of that level of respect, that, that mutual, that reciprocation of respect that we, that we had, I'd never had that from an adult before. And at that point, it all just came together for me. I thought, okay, this is where I need to be. I felt like home, and you, you literally could not kick me out afterwards. I mean, yeah, you were that's home. the history. I was home. You were home. We didn't make art to be cute. We didn't make art to win, you know, awards, although we have. We didn't make art to actually even be in a museum, although that was important to, to, in the beginning. We made art to survive. We made art to survive um, psychologically. At a certain point, financially. And in a strong point, um, physically. Although we've lost some kids. And, uh, but, the most amazing thing about what we do is even you know, one of my favorite kids was murdered and uh, it was awful. But the last thing he worked on is in the Hirshhorn Museum in Washington, D.C. And when I miss him, I can go down and visit him. He's there, too. He really is. There's a, 
validation? See, I don't want to say that. I don't... It's more about making a mark, right? It's about, I mean, these things are going to survive. We're going to be long gone, and they're going to still be in these institutions that are cool in the summer and warm in the winter, right? I mean, it's, they're going to be treated so well, and we're going to continue, and it's actually the lesson learned from Chris's death and how when we go to D.C. and essentially visit him, it's that feeling that there'll come a time when my grandchildren will come visit me. And that whole notion that we'll just survive through, through art is so powerful, empowering, and I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. And it's a demonstration of our worthiness. We're worthy of history. We're worthy to have a dialogue with all the other artists. We didn't come through the front door, though, did we? No, we didn't. We went through the back door because we knocked on the front door and the people who looked through the people and they went, ooh, brown children and crazy white teeth. And what is this? And I said, let's go in the back door, see what happened. Back door is always unlocked. <laughs> and we just went on in and, and, and made ourselves at home. 